I am Tova Cito. I believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And I believe it's our job to get us there. Every week, I will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Happy Monday and welcome to the latest episode of The Remedy with Tovacito. Today, you all are in for a huge treat uh, because I have in the studio today one of my favorite people on the planet, Mike McGuire. And um, I invited Mike McGuire to come and chat with us today about how to live intentionally how to live a life with great intention. And I asked you, Mike, I mean, you would think that like you're some professor or, or like, yeah, I would get someone who actually does this as a profession, but I do believe you do it sort of as a profession because it is how you live your life. Um, your wife, Natalie, is one of my best friends on planet Earth. I love her so much. And both of you and your and your beautiful girls have just been such a light in my life for so many years. And um, watching you and watching your family and watching how you how you work, how you parent, how you father, um, the kind of husband that you are, uh, the kind of business leader that you are, the kind of friend that you are. I don't know that I know, in fact, I know that I don't know anybody who does all, every, every single thing that they do from the minute you wake up to the, to the, the minute you lay your head on the pillow at night, you live such a purpose filled, intentional, um, life and you do it so well, Mike, you do it so well. And, um, I admire you, and and I think one of the greatest things um, about you, Mike, is it's awesome if like your friends admire you and the people that you work with admire you, but your wife <laughs> admires you, and your daughters admire you um, in a way that I don't know that I've seen before. I mean, I have lunch with Natalie all the time, and um, you know, I always ask about you. I always ask about the girls, and I mean, there's just there's just not a lot of people who love their husbands the way that Natalie loves you. And I, I know it has so much to do with, because of who you are to her and the way that you, the way that you live your life. And she just admires you. So I mean, it's one thing when you are young and in love, but she has this like admiration, um, for you. That's just really, really beautiful. Now I read, um, something, in the last six months, and it was what is um, what makes a marriage last. And they they did a study with all these couples um, and asked them people who'd been married over fifty years, like what is it? What is the key to to this lasting marriage? And the overwhelming response from people was respect. They had great respect for their spouse, and um, without a doubt. That's what, that's what your bride has for you. So we have just a few minutes today, but I want you to just throw up all over us and tell us, um, 
tell us how to live a life full of intention. So let's start with Mike grew up. Mike grew up. Where, did, where were you born? Where did I you would, grow up? You know what, though, Tilda, I have to say thank you. Aww. That was just your opening. What a huge compliment and means so much to me. So thank you for all the kind words. And Well, they're true. When they're you think true. about what you said about Natalie, uh, to me, the most important thing is that I have the love and respect of Natalie and my girls. Mm. So that's kind of mission one. So should we just so, drop our mics? And <laughs> but like, no, it's really, I mean, the fact that you said that means so much to me and it is the most important thing. And I'm honored to be here with you on your uh, show. So excited. Uh-oh. It's an honor to and have you here. Thank you, Tova. Mm-hmm. And then especially to you to talk about intentional living because you're someone who is such a conscious leader and you live your life so intentionally. That's why I think you and I over the years have just loved talking about it because yeah. I see you doing the same thing. Well, as a mother, you. as a leader, as an author, and all the amazing things that you do. So well, thank um, you. super thank excited you. to have the conversation with you. Well, good. Let's go. Super excited. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so Mike, Mike was born. Mike, we grew up. Yep. Uh, Mike was born in New York. <laughs> Okay. And New grew, York City? Uh, actually, in the, city? Uh, in the suburbs. And okay. then our family moved to Connecticut, kind of like if this will show my age. And I love Lucy when they moved from New York <laughs> to the country. Mm-hmm. That's where we were. So we were in the country in Connecticut. Okay. I grew up there with um, my family. And then I mm-hmm. went to Boston College. And I got there. BC. I went to BC and I got there and I Great saw school. a city and said, what in the heck are we doing in Connecticut? Mm. Uh, I think I like the city better. Mm. And so, Did you go to New York a lot when you were in Connecticut? We did a little bit. My mm. dad worked uh, in the city, so it wasn't his favorite thing to do. Mm. I think he liked being out mm. in the peace and quiet Escape. where we were, mm-hmm. right? But for me, once I got to Boston, I was like, okay, this is what city life is like, and I really like it. Mm-hmm. And what did you study at BC? Um, studied business. And then from there, uh, one of my college roommates and best friends Uh, had a job with a high-tech startup company. And he said, hey, Mike, come check it out, uh, see if you like it. So I interviewed, got the job, literally had not a whole lot of understanding of what I was stepping into, Mm -hmm. and stepped into a company that went from basically a smaller tech company to a Fortune 500 Mm. over 16 years. Mm. So my first kind of half of my career was all in high-tech and uh, in a lot of different roles, uh, traveled the world, um, led an international business. And then the last probably 10 to 12 years, I was in uh, Dallas running the business unit there. And then I ran my last three years kind of an internal consulting deal. So it was a great, incredible experience for me. I was constantly put in situations that were deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, I was definitely in the deep water. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, you did your very best and you learned fast and uh, incredible experience on how to lead and leadership. So what, what was your, what did your dad do? What did your, did, and did your mom work? Um, my mom worked uh, in, in high school system. Okay. And then my dad was uh, an executive for a food company. Okay. So he was kind of in basically food production and distribution. And I grew up with him doing that. And so did you grow up in a home where you, you, like, uh, you watched someone who lived intentionally or, or worked really hard? Like what qualities existed in your family gro- of origin, in your family growing up? You know, up? I think for us, the, the big thing that my parents were interested in was for us to have a better life and to be educated. Mm. 
And so for us, I went to uh, Jesuit High School mm-hmm. and then BC, and the whole idea was to create opportunity for me in my life. That's nice. But it was very much about me living my own life, mm-hmm. you know. So I worked all the way through, mostly through high school and through college, paid for a lot of my college. Wow. And that was just part of it, you know. And so for me, it was kind of one step after another. Mm-hmm. And I was always, for whatever reason, I was always okay with taking some risk. Mm. So like taking the high tech job, you know, when you signed up, you had to agree that you went into a three-month training program. And then the Salesforce did a draft. And so you could end up anywhere in the USA. Wow. And you had to say, hey, if you wanted to be part of it, I'm okay with it. So they could, they, you could move to Michigan. Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, uh, and is that where you went? Yeah, I opened the office with another guy from BC in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, wow. Never been there. Literally got in my car, picked up a Mapsco on the way out of town, <laughs> and drove to Cincinnati. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing. How it, that's how it started. And how old were you when that happened? Um, 21. Just turned 21. Okay. Yeah. So, so when did, when did this... Um, you're you're incredibly responsible. You're we've already said incredibly intentional, but when when did you start this thinking? When did when 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 did intention or purpose <clears throat> captivate you? Because there's a whole bunch of yeah. executives and leaders and sure. people who work who who don't adhere to any of those words. And so, yeah. um, what what sparked it for you? You know, I think there's probably. You know, when you think about kind of purpose, what's your purpose, and you think about vision and values, I think for me, those are things that were growing, mm-hmm. right, throughout my life, growing and becoming more important mm-hmm. as I went along. Mm-hmm. So I think as I, you know, and I'm also a truth seeker, so mm-hmm. no matter what it is, whether it's, um, you know, spiritually or it's, you know, in terms of working out. Mm-hmm. Uh, just two little examples. That's kind of how I'm wired. I'm always looking for what is the truth of it. And knowing that I always never know enough and I'll never know all. I'll only know partial. So I've got this inner drive to always learn and try to understand things that I don't understand so I can become a better version of me. And that's been with me, I think, forever. Do you think you were just born like that? Do you think that was something that you were, that was as a God-given drive in you? Or do you think, I think or I did learned you read it. something? No, I just or? think I learned it along the way. You know, I think I learned that if I take initiative and I take some risk, that good things can happen. Mm. And so it started young when I, you know, bought the paper out, kit out, when I was like 12 years old, That's great. I saw him running, going down the street on his bike with the papers. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I run the paper route. And I said, well, if you ever, how's it go? What do you make? And he was telling me what he made. I'm like, well, if you ever want to get rid of it, let me know. And like six months later, he let me know and I bought the paper out from him. And that was my first, you know, little business. But I think I've always been business minded. You've always been. I love always. that. I've never heard that. I'm a truth seeker. Yeah. I like that. I'm oh, going to yeah. start saying that. It's good and sometimes not so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when is it not so good? You know, like for me, I'm not the kind of person that's great with like bits and pieces of things. I need to see the whole system. So if mm-hmm. someone's more of a bits and pieces person, I can, you know, I'm going to be trying to figure out the whole system. Mm. And they may not be into system type thinking. Mm -hmm. And so really for me, what I've got to be careful about is if I'm communicating, really kind of getting it right for who I'm communicating with, Mm. because I'm wired that way, right? Doesn't mean everyone is, so. It's true. And they're probably, they might might think, who cares? Like, what's the point? And if my goal is to serve them in Mm -hmm. some way, 
you know, it's more important that I understand them, mm. right? You know, Co- Covey's deal, understand, seek to understand before you seek to be understood. Mm. Yeah. Cobb, what would the world look like if we all, if we all <laughs> we did that? We just do our best, right? Yeah, we, we do just, just do our best. I would say, too, on the intentional deal, um, I think some of what I'm going to share humbly are things that I've learned from other people mm-hmm. and that I've tried along the way. And a lot of it, too, my inspiration for intentional living is Natalie. She mm-hmm. is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, she's my rock. She is so purposeful, so dedicated to our family. Mm-hmm. And really, it's been, I would say, like the me that you know has been developed through Natalie and I working together mm-hmm. uh, through our marriage. Mm-hmm. And, I believe uh, it. Yeah. And it's something that I absolutely have learned from you. I mean, I'm, I'm single and I always tell Natalie, I'm, I'm looking for my mic and, mm. and, and so thank it's you. not like, that sounds creepy, but because of how much I love And Natalie, we know each other yes, so well yes, too, for yes, the listeners. Yes, We've been great friends for, for a years. long time. But, um, but I'm, I'm looking for my mic because I believe I can be a great Natalie, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and I do believe that y'all have created this marriage, Mm -hmm. um, with intention you. Mm -hmm. And, and so I'd love to just spend a few minutes there. Um, I love you and Natalie, you have the same value system. Mm -hmm. You, you have the same moral, you raise your girls. You're always on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um, how did you do that? Wow. I, I'll tell you, Toa, I remember when the girls were very young. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we had uh, our two girls, mm-hmm. you know, we were involved in a lot of things from the business to boards of different things, involved in a lot of events. And, you know, we were really doing a lot. And then when we had the girls, I can recall a number of times coming home from something in the car together mm-hmm. and just uh, Nat and I talking about it saying, hey, was, did this help us with our family? Mm. Did this help us spiritually or with our church? Mm. Does this somehow help our business? And we developed kind of those three questions over the years. And as we were having those conversations, and, and if it didn't hit on any of the three, it could be that what we were at was important, but maybe not for us right now. Mm. You know, maybe it's not the right time for us to be doing whatever it is. And we just talked so much, and Natalie, over the years, from the very beginning would say, you know, Mike, we have the girls with us mm-hmm. until they're, you know, 18, 19, you know, depending on what they do college wise. But basically that's the amount of time that you have the kids to work with them and to develop them. Mm-hmm. And so we agreed that we are going to prioritize that above anything else. And so those three questions came from us <clears throat> prioritizing what was most important to us. And it was So anything family. that came, anything mm-hmm. that came across your desk, because mm-hmm. you are, you guys are busy mm-hmm. and and prominent and well-known and all that stuff. And and so every single thing that came across your table, you would ask yourself those three questions. Does yes. this help our family? Does yes. this help our faith? Right. And does this help our business? I mean, imagine like something happening at the school where you're not with your kids. Mm-hmm. We would talk about, okay, is it, a good idea for us to go to this right now because our girls are home having dinner right now Mm -hmm. and we're at the school and if it really wasn't materially impacting them what we were doing I mean Mm -hmm. if it was important that we were there for them yes Mm -hmm. but if it wasn't we would say okay is that something we should really do Mm -hmm. just to give that as an example 
I would say too, you know, as a business leader, um, you know, we get asked to do lots of different things Mm -hmm. that can feel really good. Mm -hmm. And um, part going through that questioning, Mm -hmm. you realize, and we call it the power of a positive no, (laughs) which is if I say no to this, I'm really saying yes to what's most important. Mm. And I realize if I say no, they're going to go to the next person on the list and call them. (laughs) That is so good. Right. And most of the time, even though you feel really good, you're helping solve their problem. But is it really something that is going to benefit your core priorities? And so, and Natalie's amazing at that. So she she's is a huge, amazing. At she's that. been like my coach on that. We've mm-hmm. worked together on. She's it been over my years. coach on that. <clears throat> yeah, she's really. In, she inc- is incredible. She is so good at saying no mm-hmm. with the biggest smile on her face. Because, and I <clears throat> love what you said. Because when you're saying no, you're also saying yes. You're saying yes to your family. Yeah. You're saying yes, you're saying to, yes your to your children. children. And that's why it's yes. a positive no, right? Because yeah. you're saying no. It's really good. And so, if I get a phone call, it's always. Thank you so much. It's so thoughtful of you to consider me for this. You know, hear the personnel. You know, I've got my three questions that I'm trying to hear through to see if there's something there. Mm-hmm. And then I'll let them know that, you know, I'm going to speak with Natalie about it, my family, just because I'm involved in, um, you know, a number of different things in our church and in our mm-hmm. business. And then, um, gotta you know, make sure it's a great fit for we us. We go right through now. the checklist. Does it make mm-hmm. sense? And if it doesn't, then, you know, let them know. But there's other ways to help too, sure. right? You know, it doesn't have to be your time. There's other ways that you can help. And it could be, you know, uh, financially, it could be in connecting them with someone mm-hmm. else that mm-hmm. might fit that part perfectly, who it's the right stage in their life to do this right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there was a learning curve in that. I'm sure like the first time you said no, that, I mean, <clears throat> and I know now you and Natalie are very comfortable with mm-hmm. no, but I don't think it, you woke up no. comfortably saying no. So yeah. so what was that like learning how to say a positive no? I think it starts with understanding what your values are as a family. So that's what gives you the confidence to not worry about totally. what anybody that else That gives you thinks. the energy because when you really know by saying no to this, I'm saying yes to that. Mm-hmm. It's really about what you're saying yes to. Because so many people worry about, am I going to hurt their feelings? Are, are they going to be disappointed in me? Are, you know, am, you, wor- you worry about what they think. Right. They think I don't care about their organization. Do they think that I don't care about children dying of cancer or kids sure. in Africa, you know? And, well, and there's so many amazing oh, yeah. charities and ways to help. And, you know, it's, it, it is. It's, it's challenging because mm-hmm. you do want to be as supportive as you can. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, our time is a limited resource. Mm-hmm. And for us at this stage in our life with our kids, we only have them for this amount of time that yeah. we can be with them, helping them develop uh, into the amazing people that God put them on this earth to be. Mm-hmm. So we feel like as parents, that's mission one, mm. right? And so as we talked about it, for this stage in our life and maybe in another stage you know, we'll be doing more other things that mm-hmm. right now we might say no to, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. if it is, like if it has to do with uh, our girls and our family, if it has to do with our church, I, I don't think I've ever said no to Paul Rasmussen, <laughs> who's our yeah. great friend yeah. and our um, senior minister at our church. Mm-hmm. You know, if I get a call from Paul on anything, and he's always so nice, he'll, he'll now, Mike, you don't have to do this, or you and Ali don't have to, but I wanted to talk to you. And, you know, truly, the, uh, the church has made such an impact in our family mm. and in our lives that... So that's an easy thing for yeah. you to say yes to. And I love, like, in terms of that being, 
you know, a huge priority for us. Mm -hmm. If in some way I can put my gifts to work, helping mm -hmm. others mm -hmm. at the church, you know, that's a way that I can serve that I feel really great about. Mm -hmm. I think too, when you do this kind of work and you really understand what your values are, mm -hmm. what happens is you stop being busy. Mm. And there's a great quote um, that's it's easy to confuse a lot of activity with a purposeful life. Okay, say so that again. Easy, that's so good. Yeah, it's easy to confuse a lot of activity with a with a purposeful life. Mm. And so, you know, when you when you think about that, um, it's a great quote. Um, it's a great quote. Yeah, and it's like okay, so if you if you're living with purpose, you're doing less. Mm -hmm. But what you're doing is way more meaningful. Mm -hmm. You're doing less well. Right. And it's way more meaningful mm -hmm. um, and it's deeper and mm -hmm. it's richer. And I do think, too, that in that space, it allows for you to get deeper meaning and really for the Holy Spirit to work with you. Mm -hmm. It's like such, such a good thing to say. We don't right. even need, we don't leave enough space to, to even hear that we don't yeah. we don't leave enough space to to open up our minds and our hearts to what God would would because we're so busy and it's 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 like a simpler but better but what I will tell you Toba it is a it's like fitness you're never there mm -hmm. you know a yeah. week goes by and oh my God I wanted to work out X number of times mm -hmm. and I didn't mm -hmm. and the same thing happens with being purposeful and intentional it's hey here's what our priority are, priorities are but this kind of crept in and this crept in mm -hmm. and, you know, and so on. And so too, it's like, there's no perfection in mm -hmm. this. It's mm -hmm. just an ongoing practice. Mm -hmm. And it's really about having the check-in. Mm -hmm. And by, you know, Natalie and I working together on it and me having, you know, her helping me and vice versa, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's easier for us to have kind of a, a way that we'll communicate just about something that may have popped up. So, if something pops up today, you know, we're all at dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, when we were all at dinner last night, I talked with the girls about being here with you today. Mm -hmm. And here's what we're going to talk about. What do you think is most important? Mm. And so it's almost like we have our own little think tank with our girls. So cute. Every night. And then mm -hmm. Natalie and I have breakfast together every day. Mm -hmm. So my routine, I'm up early and then uh, Nat comes down usually probably 15 minutes after I do. And what time have, do you wake up? Um, you know, usually like 5.15 mm -hmm. to 5.30, somewhere in there, I'm and up. what are you, okay, tell, tell us about <clears throat> your day, how, how you go about your day. Uh, you know, I, so as you think about the day, you know, I usually, I get up, um, start with uh, the first 15, mm -hmm. and I like the app. So I use the app. I've got that on my phone. And so that's my So for somebody who doesn't, okay, it's your devotional. Yeah, so I'll do my devotional first. Um, you know, if a day is going to be big mm -hmm. with a lot of complexity, I may meditate mm -hmm. and that's, I don't do it every day, but mm -hmm. it helps me be more resourceful. So if I kind of have a sense of that and I'll know that because I really plan my week. Mm -hmm. And so as I look at the week, I'll know the days that are really stacked up mm -hmm. and where, you know, something may be more challenging. How do you meditate? Uh, you know what? I like the Headspace mm -hmm. app. I do too. Yeah. So, you know, it's nice and compact and mm -hmm. it works well for me. Mm -hmm. And so I'll do that. And then usually by that point, Natalie's downstairs and we'll have coffee and breakfast together and just catch up. But when you think about that time with her, mm -hmm. you know, it's every morning 
and almost every night, you know, when it comes to business, I do everything I can to schedule nothing as a dinner. Mm. And as I talk with our leadership team, you know, one of the core values of our business is family. Mm. And one of the best ways I think we can model that is to make sure that we're not infringing on family time. Mm. So if we if I get a call from an executive who wants to meet and says, hey, can we do dinner? I'll say, hey, by any way we could do lunch. Oh, yeah, sure, Mike, we can do lunch. Great. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we try to push everything we can to lunches so good. right, or breakfast as opposed to dinners. And it's totally controllable. You know, it's, it's totally controllable. It's I mean, pretty rare that somebody, oh, no, 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 it's got to be dinner. Now, if somebody's traveling, you know, if we've got uh, an executive traveling halfway across the country, mm-hmm. sure. But just by and large, as a practice, we try to avoid that as much as possible. Really good. So then really, when you think about the day, it's, you know, I kind of get going with the devotional meditation, if it makes sense. You know, Nat and I have breakfast together, kind of catch up on the day and what's happening. I head to the office. Typically, I'm back from work sometime around five. Mm. And we have a gym at the house. So I, I usually work out from five to six every day. So you work out in the evenings. Uh-huh. Work you, out at that five. That works better for you. Yeah, with my schedule. And I love having the gym right there at the house. So do you, do, mm-hmm. when you're at work, I'm sure you get pulled in a thousand different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, Every day. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm sure as, as much as you, like I have a meeting at nine and then I've got a meeting at 1030 and I'm sure you get interruptions. Oh yeah. And there's, there's emergencies there's people there's problems sure. there's and so how do you stay on track mm-hmm. how do you stay you know your your family is all on the same page yeah but not the world mm-hmm. doesn't appreciate no it's so true <laughs> you know it's so, so true. how do you say i'm sorry or how do you deal with all those interruptions when you are like hey i'm trying to be intentional here you oh it's so i know toby i'm smiling because it is it is it's always a challenge and it's always something that's on my mind Mm -hmm. you know because you think about the role that i'm in Mm -hmm. and really the stakeholders that we are involved with you Mm -hmm. know from our team members at our business to our business partners to the communities that we're in you know as i think about my time i need to make sure i'm doing everything i can to be as effective as possible to really Mm -hmm. serve all the stakeholders so i'm constantly kind of to your point thinking about that Mm -hmm. and really it's a it's um you know it's an ongoing learning and practice to be as effective as you can be and if i have a conversation with a another ceo of a company most of the time that's what we're talking about Mm. they're asking me how do you do it i'm asking them how do you do it (laughs) we both commiserate on you know Mm. all the you know the stuff that happens through the course of the day that gets us off track Mm -hmm. but i i would say both For my life, there's a few things that I've learned Mm -hmm. that have really helped me. One is... Tell us. (laughs) Yeah, a couple things. One is I keep a basically a list of my really big priorities in all dimensions of my life for the year. Mm. And it's at a super high level. Okay. Like not to-do list. This is like big stuff. And do you do that in December, <clears throat> January? When do you, when do you? Ongoing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Ongoing. So you might add something tomorrow. I did yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I added something to the, to the list yesterday. So that's like the big stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's my compass. You know, mm-hmm. if I look at that, that's like, okay, Hey, these are the big things I need to get done. Then the other thing that I keep is a focusing, a weekly focusing list. Mm. 
And that's something that I learned through the uh, Stegen Integral Leadership Program that I was in. Mm -hmm. And really the weekly focusing list is where you process every meeting you were in. Mm -hmm. And really everything you owe someone else or everything someone owes you. And then you also uh, put all of your espoused values on there. Mm -hmm. And What is an espoused value that somebody does not know? Yeah, so like as an example, if you say faith. Mm -hmm. then the next thing you would think about is, well, how, if I was going to turn that into action, Mm. what does it mean? Mm. And so someone else might say health and fitness or Mm -hmm. wellness. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So what does that mean if you're going to put it in action? And so the idea is that when you look at the weekly focusing, you're going through your values and really what your priorities are to activate them. Mm -hmm. And then you're also processing everything that you've done during the week. And so once a week, I go through that whole thing. Usually on Fridays or Saturday mornings, I'll go through that. It'll take me, you know, an hour, hour and a half. And literally, I just process the whole week and how I did. It's game filming, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, to use a sports Mm -hmm. metaphor. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at after action, how did I do? Mm -hmm. And then that starts to become part of what do I need to do next week? And then I look at my big picture stuff and I basically say, hey, for next week, what do I really need to get done to serve others? Mm -hmm. And I start with that. And that helps me really... What an amazing question. Isn't that work? It helps me stay focused. And I learned, you know, a lot of that through others, and it's really helped me. And then the other thing that I'm a big believer in is I have a really structured... For, uh, you know, for our organization, I have a, a really structured calendar. Mm-hmm. And so this, my executive assistant's amazing, and she works with me on with this. And in essence, it gets into, you know, every week we have a team meeting at this time. Um, once a quarter, we do an offsite for two days and we cover strategy, team building, and really something that's hot execution wise. Mm-hmm. Um, every month, I do one on ones with all of our executive team. Um, every month, we do a financial review. Every quarter, we do a bigger financial review. So, when you look at this calendar, and I've built it over the years, it basically lays out the rhythm mm-hmm. of how we do what needs to be done. I love that. And I love so that word. in the middle of the chaos, the right? Mm-hmm. So in the middle of the chaos, if I look at uh, my assistant, I'm like, okay, how are we doing on the offsite, on the Q3 offsite? She'll say to me, hey, here's where we are. We've got, you know, two of the people you want to have here, but the third person hasn't committed. Then I know to check in and see if I can get that person. But in essence, I've got a, a structured rhythm of mm-hmm. how we communicate and how we live within the business. And I feel good if all that's in place and moving along and we're making progress, mm-hmm. um, then I know, you know we're in good shape and we're heading towards where we need to head. So you make an incredible point of every week looking back. Mm-hmm. I love the, the term that you used, film review. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, then, and then spending as much time, if not more, looking forward. Yes. Um, how do you, how do you spiritually, um, how, how does, how does your faith play into, and I know it's a big part of, of your life, but how do, how do you do that in business? Mm. Wow. That's great question. And, you know, conversation that I've had with a number of business leaders who, Mm -hmm. you know, have been doing it for quite some time, who I admire Mm -hmm. and I've been learning from. Mm -hmm. And, um, I would say, you know, one of the things that we've done that's helped us on this path is to have a purpose. You know, what is the purpose for our business, mm. right? So it, it starts there. Mm. 
And you know, with a purpose, it's not creating a purpose for a 42 year old company. It's really uncovering the purpose. Mm. And so where we landed was serving one another in pursuit of being our best. That's incredible. Right. So serving one another. So, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in pursuit. So a journey, you know, we're, we're never there right. of being our best and individual best and collective best. And I feel like then if I take that to my own personal values and I feel strongly that I'm here to help create success environments, mm-hmm. you know, where people maximize the gifts and talents that God has given them, mm-hmm. right? God mm-hmm. has blessed them with. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like my role is to do everything I can to help create environments where that's possible, right? More possible. That intersects in a big, big way with serving one another in pursuit of being our best, mm-hmm. right? So like to me, that as, you know, leader of the organization, kind of creating uh, an understanding mm-hmm. of what our purpose is and what our vision is and what our values are mm-hmm. really is, I think, the great way to build spiritually. Because spirituality, uh, it's so much about meaning. Mm-hmm. And it's so much about how people make meaning. Mm-hmm. And so for us to be able to get to an expression of, of really at, within our business how we make meaning of development and developing others, I think that creates the container um, for spiritual development and growth. And I love, um, if you've ever re- uh, read the book, The Road Less Traveled mm-hmm. by Dr. Peck, mm-hmm. and his definition of love, and I'm not going to say it exactly right, but it's basically about um, serving either your own uh, spiritual development or the spiritual development of another, he describes as love in action. Mm. And so really, I think creating a place where people can develop to be their best selves, I think, creates conditions for spiritual development. So good. So for people who don't know what you do, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Tell like give your yeah. ti- give your title, and then I want I want to say yeah. something to it. I'm the um, president and CEO of uh, one of the nation's largest beer distribution companies. <laughs> so yeah, so we're in beer distribution, which is uh, it's an awesome business. So and th- that is what I love so much, Mike. Is I'm sure people who don't know you and don't know what you do, yeah, that's probably the they last. They probably weren't thinking it's beer. Yeah, right, yeah. for sure. And you know that has this incredible <clears throat> value system and and love each other and let's serve each other and and yet I mean I think one of the biggest reasons that that your company has been so successful is that leadership of you and and, and Barry. Barry and Lana and Natalie. I mean, you live it out as a, in your life as a larger family. So Barry's yeah. my father-in-law. He's the right. founder. Uh, he and my mother-in-law founded uh, the business. And, you know, Barry is a leader of the highest integrity, mm-hmm. and he absolutely loves people. Yeah, he does so love people. He loves people, he and he loves, loves hey, my, if I bring him something that's maybe super technical, mm-hmm. but it helps us be more efficient, as an example, he'll ask me, Mike, does it make us better? Mm-hmm. Right, and then we'll question. And we'll talk about that. But, you know, for us, when we uncovered our purpose, it started with Barry. Mm-hmm. So and with good. his why, and he's such a values-driven leader. He so is. that helps a lot too, because mm-hmm. together, you know, when you think about our our family, my mother and father-in-law, Natalie and our girls, um, we're all coming from that place, mm-hmm. and that creates the conditions. And then when you look at our leadership team, you know, in my role, one of the most important things that I do 
is make sure that we have an effective values-based leadership team. Mm -hmm. That's living this out. And I'm so blessed. I mean, our team is absolutely incredible. So Mm -hmm. to be able to work with my father-in-law, who's been such a mentor to me, and then work with the team that I work with. It's a really amazing team. So Well, it's also something that I believe strongly that you would never say that you all created. I mean, you have created the environment in which in which you work. And and it's and it's been done with great great intention and a Thanks. lot of blood, <clears throat> sweat and tears, I know. And it 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 looks so good an outsider looking in, but mm-hmm. I but there's so much that's gone into it. It's not just spaghetti on the wall. Like, I mean, all of this stuff that you say that you do, I mean, it's with the intention and the purpose of doing everything well, mm-hmm. the very best mm-hmm. in love and, and in service. Mm-hmm. So before we close, um, I'm going to ask you a question that I think just ha- watching your life mm-hmm. has been so inspired, so inspiring to me thanks um is how how do how does someone who's as busy as you who could be traveling all the time who has you know who's saying no to all these business dinners i know that you one of another one of your values or priorities is you don't if you have a trip you're out and back you Mm -hmm. don't spend the night out a lot you're you're you've made this but how do you you're the best dad You're the best dad to these girls. And I believe that so much of who they are as people is because of the father and that you have been and the mother that Natalie has been. So it's, it's, I think it's, it's not every day that you happen upon an amazing dad. There's just, I wish there were way more amazing dads, but there's just not. And you are an amazing dad. So, um, you've given a lot of great remedies for business and intention, but how do you? How have you done this? How have you lived as such an intentional dad? How have you been such a great dad? Well, first off, thank you for saying that, Tove. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Um, you know, I would. You know, if I was going to say something simple, it would be your attention. Mm. You know, it's where you put your attention, mm. and you know what Natalie and I both found is if we put our girls first and we put our attention with them and you know with kids it's uh there's always so much uh going on in their lives right Mm -hmm. and uh but we found if we're giving them our attention Mm -hmm. and spending time with them and prioritizing our family that the communication's been really great and the Mm -hmm. trust has been really great so i think it's been so much about how do you you know keep thinking about building trust Mm -hmm. And working on that's another, you know, you're working on it every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really. Well, it's just like everything else. There is no there. There no, is no right? there. It's a journey and yeah. you hope to be there, right? As they go through different stages, there's different mm-hmm. things they bump into. And, you know, as you think about that, you hope you can be there to, to help them and to help them grow and develop too. And, um, you know, and that's something Nat and I talk a ton about. And we just do our best, right? And put them ahead <laughs> of us. I think that word attention is really underrated mm-hmm. because um, because we can be in the same room as our kids and not be attentive. Right. Whether it's with because we're in our own heads, because we're looking at our phones, because um, 
I was listening to another podcast on parenting, and there was a mom who, or the the woman who was giving advice. She said, "Never, ever, ever talk on the phone when your kids in, are in the car. Mm. Don't talk on the phone when your kids are in the car. They're mm-hmm. in the car, mm-hmm. and if you're talking on the phone, the message that you're sending is they're not worth. You have something more important than them." Mm-hmm. And I thought, God, that is so true. Like those little things that that tell our children that they are the that there's nothing more important mm-hmm. than them in this moment. Why? Because they're here. That's great. And you know, mm-hmm. just again, it's there's so much coming out of all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, there's times when you feel like you're doing a good job with it. There's times when you're like, oh, I need to. But I think it's so much about making the adjustments. Yeah. It's so much about, okay, what what is it that you want? What mm-hmm. kind of relationship do you want to have? Mm-hmm. And then investing in it and then making adjustments if you're not getting that time or if you get, you know, we all get pulled in different directions at times. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a lot about the adjustments, mm-hmm. adjusting back, right? Yeah. So that you're there. I think the uh, another thing that's really worked for us is taking trips together. Mm. Right. And so for us, when we do... Getting out. Yeah. When we take a trip, what we try to do, though, it's the four of us. We try to do, you know, a few a year where it's just the four of us. And so we can be together and bond. And that's been fantastic. And it's so much fun. And it has such an impact on all of us. Mm -hmm. I think we all feel great after we've spent time together mm-hmm. and you know especially on in a vacation like deal mm-hmm. well getting away there's just nothing like it mm-hmm. but it is i would say toby it is a you know it's one of those where you constantly just like this whole conversation it's the tug mm-hmm. of the busy and it's a tug of everything that's mm-hmm. coming at us and trying to really knowing what it is you want mm-hmm. and what you want to do and being aware. I think mm-hmm. awareness is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Like being aware, this is really what I want. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm willing to do mm-hmm. to fulfill that or to activate that. And then putting in some way to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Am I doing it? Am I not mm-hmm. doing it? How is it going? And then what needs having to someone to talk about, to, mm-hmm. talk about it with, right? That helps a it's lot. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Mike, thank you so much for coming. And thank you so My much pleasure. for just giving us a few little nuggets you um i wish i wish we could talk for a whole lot longer (laughs) about how to do this well and i i love that you said several times that it's a journey you know life is a journey but if we are not doing the very best that we can on every level Mm -hmm. um all the time you know we're it's a wasted moment Mm -hmm. it's a wasted moment and and i don't want to waste any i don't want to waste any moments and I love risks. Take risks. Take right. risks. Knowing that you're that everything that you do is not going to turn out, but go for it. Right on. Well, thank you. Thank you. Tova, an honor to be with you. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. Hey, thank you. Okay. <laughs>